I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. Let's go get them. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh my gosh. I love your intros every time. Every time it puts a smile on my face. We gotta be ready. We live. What's that? You ever see that Instagram when it's like, yeah, we live, baby. We live. <laughs> it sounds I mean, familiar. I can't place it. I mean, I probably did not do any justice to trying to copy <laughs> the guy, but he was like an old, old video and he would just pop up at like all these celebrity places and then be like, yeah, man, we live. We live. <laughs> Yo, I want to see it. A lot better, but I'll have to find you and tag you in it. Yeah, I mean, please do. Terrible. That sounds nothing like him. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, I realized that sometimes I forget to send you and or tag you on some of the things that I say I'm going to, Uh, and so hopefully, you know, just as a part of quantum theory culture, um, Mm -hmm. maybe you know listeners can uh, help us out too and be like hey maybe you don't follow through with that um <laughs> here's the thing yes. <laughs> take I some of the weight to. off of our shoulders because sometimes like you reference stuff and i don't know and i reference stuff and you have no idea but like we're laughing anyway but it'd right? be that much more funnier if we actually looked at the post or have seriously see the post yeah, I went through on something you said last week when i was listening and i was like i definitely didn't go through and uh follow up on that um, mm-hmm. However, in the moment, it worked, so. Yeah, that's all that matters. You know. <laughs> I don't even remember. I feel like I throw out so much random stuff, I wouldn't even remember it if I tried. Exactly. That's what I'm like. But so, yeah. uh, helping hands out there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot us some tags and we can, we have some, some things yeah. to reference. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so another week one. down. Another week down. It's like. It's summer, but it's not a hundred percent summer. You know, like it's not like classic summer. Like I yep. want to love it, and I and it loves me, but mm-hmm. something's missing, and it's like, yep. hello, it's COVID. Like, <laughs> Yo, how are you? Are you getting back out into the world now? I mean, the, the Juneteenth bit. event was one big thing, and then outside yeah. of that, yeah, are you getting back out? Kind of. I mean, I've just been seeing a lot of family. So, like, that's kind of been my traveling points. I've been traveling a lot, but it's really just going from one family to the next. So, I haven't been, I haven't been going all out, like, in terms of vacations. But your girl's getting really close because I'm getting antsy to lay out and do some things. I'm definitely not at the comfort point where... I'm going to go, like, turn up in the club or anything. Like, I'm definitely not In closed spaces. Yeah, I'm definitely not there yet. Like, I'm definitely open to, like going somewhere outdoors if there's sand there's a beach if we're outside and it's you know everyone's got their little six feet then i'm fine (laughs) but like otherwise i'm not turning up like i was a few years ago so (laughs) it just hits you different it does and it's very uncomfortable for me oh that's where i was vegas um last month i think and where was I? I think I was at like a casino because we were going to dinner or something. Or we were was this when you were house sitting? 
dog sitting. Well, I guess dog sitting. apartment slash dog sitting. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. I remember. And so we went out to like to go eat and it was the casino. One of the, was it the casino? It was one of the casinos like on the strip. The strip was like packed. So that was kind of <laughs> awkward, but I'm like, we're outside technically. And then once we got inside, like the casino to eat everybody was in there everybody was drinking everybody was masked off i was like no 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 like i'm not ready for this <laughs> so that was a little awkward and it was awkward for like my friend too because she i was like isn't this kind of weird and she's like yeah so it, it's an adjustment but i'm like yeah. i said i'm not traveling to places like that on purpose like i didn't know it was gonna be that crazy <laughs> but um that's something i'm still trying to kind of I'm the girl on the outside, like walking around everybody. Like I'm not really, I'm not that comfortable yet. Cause I'm like, I don't know where you've been. I don't know who you've been in contact with. Yeah. I do not need you breathing on me. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise I'm open to like traveling to like, like I said, places outdoors or places that I know that are kind of spacey. <laughs> yeah. The space is critical now. And yes. thinking of, again, whenever it comes down to enclosed spaces, I'm always like, um, so where are the windows? Where's the breeze? Mm-hmm. Uh, now that like <laughs> yes. our breathing is quote unquote weaponized by, you know, the spread of the coronavirus over the last however long. And now we just have all this like well, built up. Is expected to be open, I think, at the end of this month, end of July, I'm pretty sure. So that's going to be an experience. My thing is, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand why people have precautions. I understand why people don't have precautions a little bit. But, like, our numbers have not decreased that fast or that quickly. Basically, our country just got bored. Like, well, we're bored now. Let's go ahead and lift these restrictions. Like, where's the proof? You know, what is the yeah. reason? <laughs> you know, my Cardi B <laughs> voice. The like, the, the, these numbers haven't dropped significantly and people are still getting COVID. That's why I'm confused. And so it's like, I try to, I'm kind of in that middle ground to where it's like, I want to go out and do things and this mm-hmm. is our new normal. So as long as I'm taking care of me and I'm making sure I'm doing the best, like, I don't mind doing what I want to do, but that's very kind of limited in a sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, you still have to confront your 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 mental part, you know, mm-hmm. because we've been conditioned over the last year to be like, ooh, let me take a, an extra an extra beat before I hop into these things, mm-hmm. you know. You sit and you consider it, and so now it's just a part of like who we are, uh, yeah. in a way. So it's like, how do we turn that off, or how do we process through that going forward? Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm vaxxed, and I know I understand some people are completely against vaccinations. Like, I get both sides, but yeah. it's just, it's really hard. Like, our country doesn't know what we're doing. Like, we're, yeah. it's literally a day-by-day process, and so that's why I'm, like, I'm not extremely confident in anything yet until I do see these numbers going down, and I stop hearing of people I know getting yeah. COVID. You know what I mean? So, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'll... Everybody keep washing your hands. Keep your distance. Very much so. Like, yep. keep, you know, taking those precautions. That's really all we can do, you know. You have those stubborn ones, but I don't run in those circles, so. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, and good thing you? because, or yeah. Have you been doing great? Or how do you feel? Well, it's kind of, I don't know, touch and go. But <laughs> go for it. Well, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about where we're at right now? Who uh, I'm still deep in my isolation, really. I guess I have been out to like Oregon. I've been out to smaller parts in Idaho. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to bigger cities. So I've been to small towns. And yeah, in small towns, it's like, 
who wears masks, you know, yeah. who, who, who really social distance distances or who practices social distancing. Uh, so it's just kind of, it comes with the territory when you're in rural Oregon, Washington and Idaho. Yeah, so, it's confusing because yeah. like out here on the East Coast, everybody still wears their mask. Everyone still okay. takes it very seriously. And then when I went to Idaho, it was a complete opposite. It, and so, yeah. And it was weird. I think if I wasn't working so much and running around, I would have noticed, Michaela, you don't have your mask on and you're in this enclosed space. And so that was an adjustment. Just like I didn't yeah. know how to. I think that's where I'm at. I just don't really know how to feel in some aspects, you know. And then yeah. where did I go? Oh, everybody's like, well, come on, let me buy you a drink at the bar. I'm like, I'm going home. Like. And then once I was in there, I'm like, this feels kind of gross. Like, yeah. It feels kind of gross, but I'm having kind of fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even with the whole side of the, the place open, right? Yeah. Are you talking about so like the fruit just... there, there on Main Street or whatever in Lewiston? The whole front mm-hmm. side is open. Yeah. So it, it's 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 weird. I mean, I know, I think what makes me feel okay is like, okay, I am vaccinated. But then it's like, who knows yep. how, if this is going to even, you know, work? Like, we don't know. And I think that's the hard part is just... Like I said, if you do your own thing, like you keep your own precautions and that's good. But yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, I've seen you travel to like Oregon and stuff like that. But it's not like those are jam-packed cities and you're like out in the, you know, you're out in the beautiful mountains and hills and so yeah it's outdoors so you know there's yeah yeah, it's it's very much that and it's yeah it's so (laughs) small town that it's like you always or at least for me i'm like when you encounter small towns i'm like uh i feel like people are like (laughs) it's just a way you know that's just how things are done around here um and so you just like go with it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of how it's been on on that front um i've only been around small places so you know yeah but I think the benefit of small places, too, is they're not they're small places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can yeah. step two feet and there's nobody there. Like, you know what I mean? yeah. like there's, <laughs> there's space to get away if you truly feel like you want to get away. But but yeah. yeah. So with all of yeah. that being said and adjusting to the world, how have you adjusted to the world this week? How'd your week go? What did you get into? Yo, this week has uh, been pretty good. Actually, I've got some new artwork on deck, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, a little something. <laughs> uh, finally getting back to my beads, my my needles and my stitches because uh, <laughs> they've been neglected for a last little while. I know, and I thought that to them. I don't know how you did it. Right? I always like get this like nasty look of shame for my beads and my unfinished projects yes. on my work desk. I looking at me just like... <laughs> They sit up there and they look at me like, really, Kellen? Like, you're just going to ignore us again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or you're just going to bring someone new into the mix? Uh (laughs) (laughs) When you leave an abandoned project, it's just sitting there sad. Did you ever see Set It Off? Oh, my gosh. Cleo gets shot. And in that song, day after day, like, that's how it feels. Leaving one piece and going to another piece. (laughs) Not the saddest yet funniest. Oh, cannot. <laughs> that was so sad. For anybody who has I not know. seen Set It Off, that is like my favorite movie of all time. Definitely really? Watch it. It's I a good love one. love Set It Off. Yeah. Set It Off and Apocalypto are like one of my Come my on, Apocalypto. Have we yes. talked about that? No, but we need to oh, at some my point. Bad. Because yeah. that is a great movie. Henoir. <laughs> this is my oh, side. Like- <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I love that movie. Here. Here. <laughs> no, no, you had it. You were in there. Um, my favorite, too, is like uh, hearing one of my aunties talk about that. Oh, a bunch of Native guys running around in their tun. Like, of yep. course, I love this movie. And deer flap. Yes. I met Rudy Youngblood, and that man yeah. is so short. He, like, went to, like, below my chin. I'm pretty sure. He's, he's pretty short. Very quiet guy. But well, he did the F out of that role. He did. So. Oh, he definitely did. Yeah. I liked the guy who gave him the name Oleg. The guy, like, he was just like, so goofy to me. Like, what's was. wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, he's really mean, but it was really funny. Or when he would beat them with the stick. Do you remember mm-hmm. that part? When he's like, <laughs> he's like so dramatic. Like, his bun flops forward. He throws <laughs> yeah. his whole shoulders into it. <laughs> Oh my oh, god! It's a good movie. It's so, such like, a good movie. Like the most dramatic, mean, funny character there is, but. and it's the best. Like, you can't take him seriously. Yeah, and you hate yeah. him and you love him all at the exact yeah, same time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I mean, the character, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's the antithesis. You know, he's the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he has so many good points. <laughs> That and then oh the little girl. I was like the little girl. That's my part. She's no. She's scary. She was so scary. Oh my gosh! No, the way she flips it on them when she goes. Great actress. Because and then she goes. Oh, you're scared of me. Yeah. You better be scared. You know. When she flipped from like, oh my gosh, help me, help me, to like, oh, actually, just so you know. The gods have spoken, and mm-hmm. you will all die. Uh, yeah, she tripped me out. Yeah, I like her. The way she flipped, I'm like, that's my energy right there. Just <laughs> ordained by the ancestors. <laughs> A little possessed, but it's cool. Yep. Oh my gosh, I think I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Personality switches. I know what to call you. Oh my <laughs> to god! Credit to see what her name is. girl. <laughs> That's your alter ego. Right. Me just coming out of the house, just fully painted in blue. Kellen, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can't today. <laughs> uh, so if you have not seen Apocalypto, be sure to go out and see it, uh, so you can oh hop in. Gosh. And the same goes for uh, Set It Off, because you know cultural classics, both of them. Oh, I love those are great. <laughs> anyway, where were we? <laughs> that was, oh, you know, that beads. was a week. Your uh, beads. That was, See that, how that's far we go? <laughs> we were just talking about beads. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and that's the end of my story of beads. Uh, I've they're gotten back into, into practice here and, um, yeah, starting to knock out some new stuff. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, yeah, one thing that we didn't mention last time in our discussion about uh, America's Independence Day um, was also this thing about the number of days which like really effed me up and that actually has been one thing that's been on my mind number of days yes I put a post on my IG talking about in between um, the signing of the Declaration of Independence in 1776 and then Juneteenth so you know that's two years after the Emancipation Emancipation Proclamation of 1863. So going into 1865, so June or yeah, June 19th, 1865, it was 32,491 days in between those two periods. Yeah, when you broke down the days, I was like, wow, 
seeing that I, I, you know, it was a post that I saw and I was like 32,491 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't stand the 4th of July. It's this year. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand all the posts. Happy 4th. I couldn't stand the text. Happy 4th. Like, wow. What in the Tom Fool, like Uncle Tom Foolery? Like, yeah. you realize black and brown people were not independent during the establishment of this holiday, this colonized holiday. Correct? Like, do you yeah. not understand that? And so I just could, I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way this year. And I understand it's a tradition, but it's time to wake up and yeah. start our own traditions. You know, yeah. we were not independent, we were not free, you know. It's funny because I actually didn't get any. I didn't get any happy I, this and I that. Got, I got a couple, but when I got on social media, that's when it really kind of did it. it for me. I'm like, okay. these black and brown people out here waving this red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just, this year did not sit right with me. Every time I seen someone celebrating, someone wishing us a happy fourth, it just did not sit right with me. Yeah. Like, how do you... And that's the thing. And that's what I was telling my mom. I was like, a lot of this stuff, it angers me because it's common sense. But it's not common sense to other people because we've been systematically trained to revolve our worlds around white people. You know, and it comes through with holidays. It comes through with comes through with everything you know and i'm not and it's just it's just frustrating because it's like you know these people a lot of our people especially just don't understand some of the history and breaking it down and that's okay but it's just it's just time to change it because i'm like this is a colonized holiday what are we screaming and hooting for it wasn't for us they weren't screaming and hooting and hollering for us (laughs) nope i didn't see them show up to the barbecue on juneteenth like what they bring bring to the cookout you know what i mean yeah that's why like this year just i don't know i didn't sit right with me seeing all these black and brown people hooting and hollering for independence day when we had no independence in the establishment of this holiday we were very much in bondage yeah very much in bondage thank you for saying that and also excluded uh because the other part of as i processed through that of those 32,000 days 491 or 32,491 days uh in between the in between dang now i'm getting all mixed up uh i already said it before you got the details earlier um uh the uh citizen citizenship act uh for Native Americans happened in 1924. So it wasn't until 1924, less than 100 years ago, that Native American people were actually considered U.S. citizens. Uh, And the Mm -hmm. thing that blows my mind about that is that, you know, I grew up with my great-grandmother, with both my great-grandmothers on my mom's side. And one of them specifically passed away when I was 12 years old. I was very close with her. Mm -hmm. She was born in 18. She was born six years prior to uh, the Citizenship Act of 1924. Um, And that happened 59 years after Juneteenth, you know, so it's 32,491 days in between the Declaration of Independence and the Juneteenth realization uh, and celebration. And then you add another 59 years of that of non-citizenship for uh, our our Native American-ness. It's just like, okay, well, how many more thousands of days are involved in that, you know? And I'm like, y'all. Yeah. So. 
it was only in what 1925 1924 possibly that it was like oh this is the first time that um all of you can celebrate uh independence day in this way even though you've already fought in our world wars you know even though you've already contributed in all these other ways Mm -hmm. um yeah it i don't know it's so strange how how somber it can be when you really just look at it um yet you have to look at it and kind of pass through because it's otherwise it's like what am i just going to blindly keep being jovial and happy about this thing that really well that's the does thing not do i say we're kind of just systematically trained to yeah. not trained but that's just the way our world has our country has operated and yeah like and I don't even know if I even completed my point to where it's like it's common sense for me today. But if this was 10 years ago, I would have been just doing what my parents did, you yep. know, and they do what they did before their parents and their yes. parents. And so there's a lot of things that need to be taught and need to be learned, especially within school systems. It's a whole nother episode, but it's just yes. like a lot of people just don't know. And that's OK, especially and I don't want to make any black or brown people, of course, listening to our show, make it seem like you need to know all of this. No, yeah. that's what we're here for. That's what, yeah. you know, we still have a ton of things to learn as well. So ourselves. much, yeah, so we, much, you know, but it's just, all I'm saying is I'm frustrated because of how molded we are and out looking and seeing our own people being shaped by a society that never necessarily benefited us back then yeah. to where, you know, and it's frustrating for me, but like I said, when it comes, like I said, it's, it's, I'm easily frustrated just based on the simple point that this wasn't established for us. Yeah. But a lot of people have to get that awareness just as I have. So that way we can work together as a collective to establish our own, you know, celebratory days or, you know, yeah. holidays. And so that's why I'm just like, I think this year I just was a lot more aware than of course I was last year. And um, I think there's just some things that need to change. I'm not like upset at the black and brown people who were celebrating. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think I've just noticed and I was noticing how much we didn't notice. If that makes yeah. sense. You yeah. Know? For so, sure. I don't know. Hopefully those things do change. Um, but I mean, they're just traditions in a sense. And it's time to yeah. start changing those traditions. You know, it's nobody's fault. Um, but yeah. How do you deal with the anger? Because I feel like I have so much anger and the more that I learn about things, you know, even just this 1924 um, being 59 years after Juneteenth and learning about these 32,000 days, um, you know, it, it makes me angry again. Or, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I get these different bits of information about everything. I know I mentioned before too, how I was like studying the treaties, you know, getting all that information and everything that went in around the treaties, not just the documents themselves. I get so angry and I don't, I don't, I don't know how, how my decisions are turning out. Like if my decisions are purely guided by that anger where I'm like, you know, F everything else, you know, it all needs to change. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm actually working responsibly through it, I have no idea. Um, and you keep you've mentioned frustrated a few times. Uh, so, yeah, like, how does that play into your life or what do you think about it all? <clears throat> well, like being joining this, I guess, era. Well, I don't know. That's kind of the wrong usage, too. But being a revolutionary and being a part of a revolution and wearing that activist hat and learning this platform alone it's a it's a heavy hat to wear that never comes off right i mean unless racism just happened to happens to disappear 
then if only this hat, yeah <laughs> you know it's not going anywhere and it's not going anyway and it's like all we can do is work to change but i guarantee you i know i know racism is still going to be around in my lifetime my children's yeah. lifetime my grandchildren's lifetime yeah you know at the very least and i think that's kind of almost and i hate to say it that way but that almost diffuses my anger a little bit because it. it's like i can't change the world alone so don't get angry don't ruin your mental health don't ruin you know the best parts of you because you're trying to change something but you, you know you can't do it alone you know yeah. and so i think that kind of calms me down is like i can only do as much as i can do um i think it's important to fill myself up with as much knowledge as possible so that i am aware and that way i know when i'm being called upon to make change i'm ready to make that change i'm very knowledgeable you know i know what steps to take i know what words to use i know what to, you know what i mean and to where yeah. i'm knowledgeable enough to make change where you know when it's called for but um but yeah and i think that's that's kind of unfortunately kind of what humbles me is like i can't do it by myself but i can yeah. be more than what i'm being made out to be it's like my ancestors never once you know, got the opportunity to be as knowledgeable as they are. You know, I'm already, yeah. you know, and so I guess, I don't know. It's it's hard to diffuse that anger sometimes. And sometimes you just get worked up. And if you didn't, I mean, if you didn't, that'd be worse. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it, it, it gets frustrating, but um, all you can do is the best you can do. And that's the other thing. Um, oh, shoot. What did I say? I read something. And, um, but yeah, so basically when at the start of this, when I was doing like starting to do speeches at the Black Lives Matter rallies and, you know, just doing different protests and stuff, I realized that we're in a civil rights movement right now. And I didn't realize it back then yeah. because I'm like, I always looked up to all these monumental leaders like Martin, Malcolm, Fanny, you know, all of them. And I, you know, I never really put that made that relevant today, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's kind of, if I'm making much sense, but it's like with the civil rights movement, you read about it in textbooks, you get angry, you get hyped up. Oh, I would have been, you know, marching with Malcolm. And then you look at our life today, I'm like, it's happening right now. You yeah. just don't realize it. And so once I kind of got that, you know, accepted that, that's when I think I got more radical. That's when I started doing protests. And it's like my immediate reaction was to put my anger towards other people, you know, towards white people, you know, my initial action. Okay. Well, what can I do to, you know, get my point across? What can I do? You know, I thought they were the enemy and they, they are in a sense, but I realize I'm like, why am I wasting my energy being angry when I can use my energy in loving my own community? How yeah. can I use the knowledge that I'm receiving? How can I use that love and that energy, that fuel, that determination, determination, that momentum, and fuel that in another direction of love to where I can join my community to where I can teach them the same knowledge that I'm teaching, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of, kind of, that's kind of what, um, kind of drops my anger a little bit for lack of a yeah. better word. That's what kind of sustains me and mellows me out is like, Hey, all this energy you have, don't fuel it into the enemy. Don't fuel it into people that are making you angry because that's all they're going to want to do is do the same thing back. And it's not making a change. It's making an even bigger mess, you know? Yeah. So take that energy, take that determination, that same fuel you have, that fire, and put it in your community. How can you help? How can you give back? How can you give them that same knowledge? How can you teach them and provide opportunity over there? So that way you can work as a collective to make a change as a whole, you know? So 
if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. But that's kind of how I feel my anger is, hey, I don't feel my anger into fighting anger with anger. I feel that that anger and that drive, that energy into instead of being angry, I became I come, become just as passionate in love with other people and being able to spread that awareness and spread that knowledge with them. So that way I can make a bigger change. You know, I think it starts with your community or yeah. not community, but well, depends who you are, but starts with who you love and the real, the only way you can bring about real change is not letting them get to you the way they want to get to you. If that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, good response. Thank you. I was like, I, I, was trying I just, to remember I, my notes because I was reading this James Baldwin <clears throat> book and I wrote, wrote something down and I'm uh -huh. like and I, be, I came to that realization too is like when I first started all of this when I first started you know my research or when I first started speaking I was angry and I just wanted to put all my energy into people who I felt needed to receive that anger and I'm like mm. no that energy doesn't even deserve to go they don't deserve my hatred they don't deserve my anger you know my yeah. community my people my family they deserve that energy so that way we can all collectively just love each other to where we become so big and so bright that they can't ignore us, that they can't walk all over us, that they can't abuse us in any way, sense, or form. And so once I kind of made that realization, that's when I just started kind of dive deeping into my community and picking their brains and seeing what do we need and how can we do it? How can we be what they don't expect for us to be? You know, how do you, it's not even about them, you know? But yeah, sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was still trying to think of like, I'm like, hopefully my answer makes sense. But, yeah. But that's when I really realized I'm like, you know, it doesn't help. There's no point of getting angry and, you know, being angry at other people when all they're going to do is give you anger back, you know, so... All right, y'all, you got your marching orders here from <laughs> Michaela <laughs> herself. <laughs> no, it was so good. I, I just be rambling like, okay, I'm going to keep no. going until I notice that they get it. But yeah, that's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from because it is an ugly feeling to sit there and be angry and you want to yeah. really make a change and you, and you don't really know where to start and it eats you up. And then, and when that's when it gets exhausting to where you got to just, sometimes you just got to put it down and walk away because it is overwhelming. <clears throat> yeah, no, thank you. I literally, I just <clears throat> was taking in everything that you said. Cause yeah, it was, it was hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you that much. Yeah. Cause I, I really don't know. Uh, and it bothers me that I get so upset and it's not so okay why well, I have to be careful because now I'm using my words people are only identifying me through my words so it's not like this anger washes over me and then I become uncontrollably mad and I don't know how to mitigate that energy mm -hmm. you know uh, I I feel the sensations of frustration and anger and disappointment and just all of that um, and so you know yes that can develop into like this big cloud of feeling um, mm -hmm. However, for the most part, like I don't allow it to motivate my actions because, um, yeah, again, there is that reframing, like you're saying, like, where else can I put this energy? Uh, I've just never thought of it in the way that you explained it so clearly. So, I mean, thank you, one, for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard when I get hit with the question because I feel like everything goes through my mind. It's like, how do I? spit it out of my mouth and yeah. it all makes sense and it all flows. How do I let them tap into my mind a little bit? But 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I never got, like I said, I never got angry to the point to where I'm just, like, running down the street with guns in my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, F the police or nothing like that. But like, Which people do, you and know. And they do, yeah. And I, and I feel like they almost have every right to do it in some senses, depending on, obviously, the situation. But of course. Um, I know people of color anyway who have every right to feel as angry as they do. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just feel like we've always been set up to be the dumb one we've always been set up to take instruction we've always been the ones that had to kneel we and it's like we're not in that you know we're not in that decade anymore we're not in that generation anymore we're in a generation to where we're gonna fight back but you know how do we do it intellectually to where they make you know they feel stupid you know how do we come out on top you know how do isn't it's at the same time it's like we have nothing to prove anymore you know we have the resources even if they're not as big you know, as other resources, we have our resources to to sustain ourselves and to create businesses to, you know, form whatever we want to do. So it's like, let us join together as a collective and just not worry about them. You know, let's focus on our own and make sure our own are okay. And that's all that really matters, I feel like. And that's what comes with reclaiming, you know, and when you broke it down to me versus decolonizing and reclaiming, I think having that mindset of focusing on you know, not getting angry, but if we have that decolonizing mind to where we're trying to take back something that wasn't even ours in the first place, like yeah. us as black and brown people, we were never that angry. We have tradition, we have culture, we have history, we have yeah. so much going for us. Why would we limit ourselves to prove a point to decolonize when we can reclaim what was already ours and who we are and show that through everything that we do, you know? Yeah. So that's how I think about it. <clears throat> Well, thank you for thinking about it audibly (laughs) so that we can all think about it now. Uh, Yeah, that was a huge help. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cool. As you, uh, you know, (laughs) scratch through. um, (laughs) Uh, I was just about to say I was going to do the exact same thing. Um, I was going to let my hair out, uh, let my curls loose. Mine is not moisturized. I did not prep anything. Ah! Morning, so you're lucky I don't have a bonnet on my head right now. Hey, that's the way to go sometimes, though. It is. Uh, I'll be halfway through my day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my head is still wrapped. Like, wait a second. <laughs> All right, here's a debate. Bonnets in public or not in public? Oh, I mean, I don't really have to come across that. Um, and you know, people do your do. So, I mean, if it's in public, you know, it's not on me to tell you I've what to do. People, and they're like, you do not need to be wearing yep. your outside. And there's some people like, well, I ain't going anywhere special. Yeah. Like, well, cause I saw like, I, I saw on Twitter sides, people blew obviously. up. Yeah. Like they were like on the inner, uh, I think it was like Monique mentioned something about it at people at the airport and like, y'all are out here in your bonnets. I like, I you know, it. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess my point of view, and just this is just off of my own personal actions. I guess technically so I'm against it because okay, <laughs> because I trust me, I want to wear my bonnet out because it's like, all right, I just have to run to the post office and come right back. But my hair's yeah. been cooking under this bonnet; it's gonna look great when I let it loose. But all I have to do is to go to the post office. And I always have to take it off and undo my hair and do wow, it just to go to the okay. post. And that's the only place I went for the day. So that's why it's just like, it does get frustrating when you really have no place to go, you know? And yeah. it's like, my hair looks great under here. It's, you know, it's like I said, it's marinating, it's cooking, yep. it's prepped, it's great, it's moisturized, you know? And I don't, all I have to go is to go right up the street, you know? I have to let all of this out, so... 
I get both sides. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely take mine off when I go anywhere. But I don't know. Yeah, when when my hair wasn't long enough to pull back into like the tiniest little man bun that I have now, I was wearing, um, it's not even like a bonnet, it's like a silk cap that I have. It's, mm-hmm. a, you know, one of those ones with like a regular fabric on the outside and silk on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I was just wearing that as a loose beanie all the time. What's mm-hmm. funny, though, is that like it would roll back on my forehead. And so the silk would start to come exposed on the outside. And then people would be like, oh, what kind of cap is this? Oh, it's so interesting. Because <laughs> it looks all discreet like a regular uh, beanie at first, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the silk was like starting to like show itself. And so then people were like, oh, what kind of hat is this? And I was like, oh, dang it. Like trying to hide it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just recently got a new bonnet uh-huh. and I love it. It doesn't come off when I sleep or anything. Yes. But it's, for, like, it's technically for braids, but I okay. obviously have long hair. Yeah. So it's perfect. Everywhere I go, they're like, where'd you get you? Well, not everywhere, because I do not go out in public with it. But like all my family, every time I go like on some family trip or whatever, everybody's like, where do you get your bonnet? Like, girl, snatched flames. Okay. You know, that's going to be a little, we need like a little ding or something. Yeah. Drop a business name. But, like, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a really good brand to where they have like all sizes. Yeah. So I have the, the long haired one. Because I okay. would use a regular bonnet, it would fall off every night, and my hair came out looking a mess, like freezing. Yeah. yeah. You're like, how many hours was I protected? And then how many mm-hmm. hours was I just like rolling about, you know, yeah. damaging yeah. my hair? I didn't use one for a long time until probably this year because it did always fall off when I did have one. And so I never really. I never really thought to use one, but then once I found the one I have now, it was a game changer. Because I'm like, it's crazy when I take it off, my hair is still flat, it's still curly, it's still shiny, it's still sexy, it's still sleek. But yes. then obviously when I'm laying down and I don't have one and you wake up and your hair is just all, all over the place. Yeah. Like, and yep. it's flat on one side. Like, <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, asymmetrical. Yeah, so for those of you who have not noticed, our topic is hair. <laughs> hey Alexa, play "Don't Touch My Hair" by Solange, and I'm not gonna sing that again because <laughs> I have sung this to Kellen. We have spoke about hair before, and your girl tried to go yeah. on a solo and sing "Don't Touch My Hair" by Solange, and it sounded terrible. So we're not gonna do that. But anyway, our topic is hair, <laughs> and our subtitle is "Do Not Touch My Hair." <laughs> do not touch it. Yeah. Oh, hair. I mean, it's a complicated, I mean, it's universally complicated, but I feel like especially for black natives, it's definitely complicated. It definitely is. I mean, you already just brought it up right there. I didn't start covering my hair until this year. It's only been Mm -hmm. within the last 12 months that I started taking care of my hair in that way. I'm now, you know, approaching my mid thirties and uh, (laughs) here I am finally like understanding some of the basics of my natural hair care. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that being one of them, you know, protecting it from certain fabrics, making sure that it stays moisturized in certain ways, uh, Mm -hmm. using different conditioners and oils, taking care of my scalp in different ways. You know, Uh, this is stuff that I didn't do before. And thank goodness for YouTube and, you know, everything on Instagram, Twitter, all that for like really upping me on my natural hair care Mm -hmm. regimens and, you know, all the information because, uh, yeah. yeah, I think about it and I'm like, I had long hair from the time I was, I started growing it out when I was 13 and I didn't cut it until I was 19, 20. Uh, 
And so all that time, you know, I was growing out my hair and all that I used back then and it's all that I had access to was from Walmart in the ethnic section, the blue magic hair grease. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, the blue magic is like the big jar. It's like the big, hefty, short jar. That's not what I'm talking Uh, about. Okay. Yeah, blue magic, and it comes in like a blue color, a green color, and then I always got the white one. It was coconut because it smelled mm-hmm. like a little less plastic. You cannot go with wrong with coconut. Like, coconut you know? is good for many things. You gotta actually elbow rub yeah. some coconut oil. Right? You oh my gosh! Put it in your hair. You can yeah. throw it in a pan. Like, I was gonna say, and for your cookie, universal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's universal. All of it. Uh, so yeah, that's all I did back then. I used to like slap some of that cheap grease in my hair. And like, I just think of all the times that it was dry. I used to wash it and dry it every day, just like stripping, you know, and here I learned how to braid my hair too, because, you know, I grew up in Spokane Valley, Washington, and there aren't many, uh, there's not much diversity here. And then there's on top of that, you know, not many people who know how to work with different hair textures and or just braiding. And Mm -hmm. so I had to learn to braid for myself. So I spent hours upon hours in my bathroom uh, during like my middle school, early high school years, learning how to braid my hair so that it would actually get done. Now, yeah. the cool thing about, or the thing about that though, is that I didn't even realize that my hair being put into braids was also serving a purpose rather than just style, you know, mm-hmm. it being a protective factor for my hair and for my, for my hair growth. And so even in that regard, I would like do full cornrows in my hair, come home that day switch my entire hairdo for the next day so i would Mm -hmm. take everything out like recomb it all out maybe Mm -hmm. even wash it and then like redo my entire head of hair Uh, and i would do this sometimes like three times a week where i would literally redo my hair uh so i was like ripping it out of protective styles and putting it into Mm -hmm. another one so really i was like damaging it even more you know yeah uh and i i had no awareness of any of this i was drying the hell out of my hair on my scalp and I was damaging the heck out of it by like just pulling it this way, that way, by gluing it down. And you mentioned uh, it might have been before we started recording or not. How, you know, like native style, like we slick our hair, you know. And so I would like do like the extra combing through my hair and really making sure that it was like down and pulled back tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I'm growing my hair out, I'm embracing loose ponytails because uh, yes. I don't want to like pull out my edges and I don't, you know, my hair's mm-hmm. thinning too. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older in life. Uh, <laughs> right, so yeah, I got to take no, care of it. <laughs> don't, let, let, don't let Kellen feel nobody listening to this. He is not an old man. <laughs> They're going to hop online and be like, wait, this 22 year old not playing. <laughs> This 22-year-old uh, and this 12-year-old on this chat. I'm saying, though. I always though. guess my age so yeah. low. Just the other day, somebody was like, oh, Michaela, I didn't even know you were old enough to work. I'm like, all right. How old are you going to be? Child like, labor 14? laws now. Exactly. I'm like, first of all, I don't even know you. Like, and you think this 27-year-old oh. looks 10? I mean, it's cool because oh. when I'm 60, hopefully I look 30. So, oh, I mean, I'm saying. But, and then everybody's like, Michaela, you don't look that young. You don't look that young. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I it's my running joke with your sister Chloe. I'm like, when she was like 16 or 17, yeah, it's cool. Well, my dad, my dad's 63. Okay, not listening to this, although I don't think he cares, but he really does not look 63, he looks like a strong 45, maybe. Like, he looks young 
and I'm, I'm thinking that's where we get it. But okay. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. I look like him. Hopefully I take a little bit of a little whatever is you know. Take hopefully I take that side of the DNA. The bloodline hopefully runs strong. Yeah, <laughs> my mom looks great for her age too. No diss to my mom. Shout out exactly. To my mom. I was but like, yeah. It's just like I'm thinking. I'm hoping this all this this melanin stays you know mm-hmm. moisturized and secure, and there's not too much you know cracks going. Because I mean, we all know we all know the truth. Black does not crack. So I'm hoping yeah. <laughs> I look young. Even my like honestly, all my family go is pretty active and strong and oh nice so i just hope that trickles down to me <laughs> yeah. hopefully i look 12 10 years, yep. years from now <laughs> yep. yeah but i yeah. like to think of my age as like uh like a corner on a highway you know where it's like a 65 mile zone and then on the corner it tells you to go like 45 mm-hmm. um and yet you can still go like a cute 55 or a 60 and still be safe yeah. you know i like to think of it in that way like yes, yeah i might yes. be 60 yet I, I look 45. I guess it would be the reverse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I lost myself in there. Anyways, okay. yeah. Hair, yo. Um, hair, big, hair. It's a big ass deal. And it's funny, too, because um, I didn't realize until just now growing my hair back out. I decided when I was 31, I was walking down the street with my friend in Harlem. And I turned to her and I was like, you know what? I want to have long hair by the time I'm 35. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then after my 32nd birthday... I shaved my head completely and I've just been letting it grow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. I was like, get rid of her. I also did have fun on the way out. I bleached, I bleached my hair like a good platinum blonde. Uh, for the summertime before I did I shave it. I think I've seen a picture floating. Oh, yes, yeah. I did. It was on Probably. Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wish I, I could do that. You know. Everybody a, has a hair journey. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I knew going back in that I was like, oh, I want to grow my hair. I want it long by the time I'm 35. And here I am now 34. So I have another year. Uh, I'm and excited I, to see what your yeah. hair looks like. It's, be so, it's, it's definitely be better than mine. Yours I is have like, like luscious. I can't I wait to see it down to your waist. Like, <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully it'll get there. I would not it say that my great. hair is any better than yours, because trust me, oh, you got locks. Is. Trust me. Trust you got me. some trust pretty me. hair. Uh, and yeah, hopefully it'll be... <laughs> mine is like, it's like, mine used to be curly like yours, I feel like. And okay. actually it was. And now it's just like wavy, kind of, more so. There's okay. not like much curl there. <laughs> okay, so you're like in like a 2 area, huh? Like a 2B, a 2A hair type. I don't know what that means. Oh, like your hair types. <laughs> your hair, okay. I have yeah. nothing. I am so lazy with my hair. It's <laughs> no bad. Worries. Like, I want it to look good, but like, I really wish, I always say this, like, I wish I could, someone can tell me, be like, Michaela, it's time for a hair appointment. Yep. I set you yep. up your booked at this time, this time, go there, and they're going to handle you. Just all you have to do is sit in the chair and walk out. Like, I wish that's how yeah. it Because I do not keep up with my hair as much as I should. I don't keep up with like my hair and I don't know. Like I really wish I had it like a style. I mean, it, I'm clean y'all. Like I'm not dirty. Don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to make you seem that way. I'm right. ter- I'm like, in terms of styling, yeah. like I wish I like when I get, if I, you know, when I get rich, let's speak that into yeah. existence. Come when on. I get very, very, very wealthy, yep. I'm going to have a hairstylist where I yeah. can just get up, sit down, they do my hair and I'm out the door because I don't know. But then also most 
people have the this phase in their life especially when they're like a teenager they get so frustrated with their hair like it makes or breaks your life every morning and i had that situation happen so like like i literally used that used to blow my whole day if my hair if i had a hair sticking out and i just finished doing it Mm. i would be like that ruined my day so i've been very wrapped up in my hair throughout my life to where now I'm just over it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just throw it back. Let me just throw it up in a bun. All my frustration and my energy have been consumed over the years dealing with my hair. This was actually like a huge topic that was discussed at the Juneteenth event. Uh, by... It was. I didn't get a chance to listen to it because yeah. I was just like running around making sure everybody was straight. And I'm like, dang, they're talking about hair. Like I actually yeah. didn't want to listen, but I had to like run to the store and get ice. I had to go do this. Oh, but, um, okay. Yeah, Jassy and Minty and um, oh, shoot, I totally just blinked. I know his name. Me too. To I'm right there. With, I, 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 I was I know doing his name. it with He's you. He's so nice. Anyway, they did a great, 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 great job on talk. Like they were so, everybody was so tapped in with them. Yeah. And I, I was so surprised that they even talked about it and it was so cool hearing them go in. Uh, so these names that they mentioned, uh, they come from another podcast, Break Dances Randy. with Wolves. Sorry. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. It. I knew it. I'm like, I don't want to leave homeboy hanging. Exactly. He's so nice. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, definitely. I got uh, a few bits and pieces for sure, though. And they yeah. were all, it was all related because they're all, you know, black native. So, yeah, uh, it was very, very relatable. And I'm just like, yeah, been through it, been through it. Well, that was that's what was so cool about it is that it was such an open dialogue right there in the middle of our, you know, right in the middle of the town of Lapway on the Nest Press Reservation talking about this black native issue because our hair is so important to us on both sides. And then mm-hmm. uh, the way that it's expressed in, in how our hair texture comes out and how we style it, um, you know, it has these different external connotations, which may mm-hmm. not match different um, aesthetics or standards um, or expectations that other people have. And it was cool hearing them talk about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, I really enjoyed, um, well, one, just all of their testimonies. And then two, the fact that they were like, and here we are, we have like, looking around this park right now, there's so many black natives right here. And look at all the different hairstyles, you yeah. know? Um, different textures, different kinks, different curls, no All curls. of it. Like, and we were yeah. all out there like doing our own things. And, and that was a really poignant moment for me because... Again, it brings me back to those moments that we've talked about before where you're, you know, at a powwow or another traditional gathering and, you know, you take the time to make sure that your hair looks a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being half black for me and, you know, you've mentioned this before, too, like you even take that extra step uh, in how you present your hair and how it how it plays into your overall presentation as a person, you know? Uh, And I didn't realize it so strongly when I was a teenager, uh, how much I depended on my long hair to help identify me. It was a major thing for people to be like, oh, you're black with something else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I see the Indian. Yeah. Because of the hair, you know? And so I Mm -hmm. used it as a marker. It became and I hate to use it or I'm not going to use it um yeah it just became something that I depended on you know and kind of relied on as a part of my identity to validate me in the spheres of other people's consciousness you know like oh yeah yeah, I get it he is half native or oh yeah I get it he is half black look at his hair 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember I was 19 and I was uh, I was living abroad in Brazil. I was studying down there and I woke up one day and I went over to I was living with a host family and I went over to my sister's bedroom and I was like, um, when I get home from school today, can we go and cut my hair? And I remember they were a black family down in Brazil and just like jaws on the floor. They were like, mm-hmm. why would you want to cut? You know, that's, that's when my hair was like halfway down my back. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I was uh, just all in it back then. Uh, and I remember them being like, why would you ever want to cut all that off? Uh, and I did. I was like, I, I don't want I don't want to trim. I don't want it shortened. Just take it all. And really, it yeah. came down to like, I want to be free of this bondage that I've kind of put on myself where now I'm using my hair as a tool to define who I am or to to validate who I am for other people. And I was like, this isn't going to help me in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just remember waking up that day and being like, when I get home, we're going and we're chopping this off. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I spoke to one of the students. Oh, I spoke to a group of students. And one of them was telling me, she was saying, because she, she's obviously Black Native too. And she was like, I came back to the res and back to school with box braids. And I was getting teased so much that I cut them off. And I was like, oh, those poor braids. You know what I mean? And I felt so bad. I was just like, oh, if only you knew the beauty in, you mm-hmm. know, in not only braids, but just being, I don't know. It was just, it was just so sad to me. I'm like, why would you cut your hair? Like, I don't know. You know, there's yeah. beauty in your crown, you know? I'm yeah. like, girl, you should just wore that crown, been happy, been proud, prideful. And it was nice to see at the Juneteenth event, her sister was actually wearing amazing box braids as well. I don't, I don't know if I have seen that, that girl there specifically, but it was just, it was just disheartening. And I think just growing up the way I have on both sides, it's, it's, it was always a topic of discussion in a sense, okay. I feel like. So like yeah. with our native side, I mean, okay, let me bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, like, I'm excited. Let's go. School, all right. I'm not. <laughs> 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 but like growing up, it's like I wish I had a dollar for everybody who said, Can I touch your hair? It was like mm. I had the long hair, but I looked black. And then even the black kids, they knew that when I said I was native, it became apparent because of my hair. Then my nickname was Pocahontas for like years, and I had never. Where really was cared this for, in New York? I was in New York, yeah. Okay. And they, my nickname was Pocahontas for I, I don't know, probably all of high school. <laughs> yeah. And that's just kind of how they knew me. And then, um, and even within my family, like my black family, they'd be like, "Your hair is too long. When are you gonna cut this?" And it's like. I'm not going to cut my hair. Uh, like, you know, it's my identity. And so obviously the native's hair is very, 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 very important. Yeah. And so, or they would just joke like, you people pay good money for this or I'm going to chop your hair off in the nighttime and I'm going to keep it like, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, and then like even black kids would be like, you have good hair. And I always hated that term. I always hated that term. Good hair. Good hair. It was never a compliment to me when somebody would say, when a black person would say, you have good hair. Yeah. Because I see black hair is just as beautiful. Yeah. I always like I never I like that was a crown and glory for, like when I seen it on another black woman like that and especially wearing it naturally. Yeah. I'm like that's that's gorgeous. And so when people will compliment me and say you have good hair. I mean I it wasn't a negative thing but it wasn't Mm-mm. a positive thing for me either. Yeah. And so and then being native, of course you have those times when they just want to jump in the river, or jump in the creek. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I just took a shower. And you know, like natives they most of the time they yeah. shower in the morning. They and they're out the door. And like I couldn't do that. Like I yeah. couldn't just be like, "Hey, when they hey, say go take a shower." And then I can't like I can't wash my hair and leave the door. That's not how that works. Like yeah. it's like I'll take one 
step out and put my foot right back in because I'm like, I have not tamed my hair. It was not the same. And I think that was something that was a little frustrating too at times because that's just not how my, that's not how my hair worked. I couldn't just jump in the creek and get out or I couldn't, you know, just, I couldn't get my hair wet. We're about to go someplace, you know? And so that was a challenge. Um, but yeah, but but just as equal, like black hair and native hair, it's like there's an importance just in different ways for our hair, you know. Yeah. I do want to, but yeah, and so then also the the Crown Act. Have you heard of the Crown Act? That was established in 2019, which stands it's like for like an anti discrimination laws. Yeah, and so it's like now people are really seeing the beauty of black hair, especially within just professional spaces. So in 2019, the Crown Act was established, which stands for Create a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. And so that's basically to ensure the protection against discrimination within the workplace based on the hairstyles. And so that's really awesome to see. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it goes back generations with hair, especially within the black community, when getting a perm or straightening it or flat ironing it like that's kind of the backbone of a lot of the communities especially within women you know and we've always kind of got bashed for well not we not me specifically but black women have always gotten bashed or taunted or you know bullied for their hair type and so now that the crown act is is established i feel like that's a huge step like in history as well But then I do want to read a post and I want to read this because I guess some people just don't understand the importance of hair with the native communities. And it was a post on Facebook and I kind of, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's super long, but it also gives a glimpse as to why we have our hair as long as we do. For those of you who don't obviously know. Um, So it says in many tribes it is believed that a person's long hair represents a strong cultural identity the strong cultural identity promotes self-esteem self-respect a sense of belonging and a healthy sense of pride in preparation for ceremonies we take great care in our grooming styling and ornamentation of our hair our hairstyles and ornamentation are guided by the values of our family and tribe it is a form of self of a form of creative self-expression that reinforces our connection to our family tribe and creation Some tribes will use two braids while others will use three. Some families will paint their hair depending on the ceremony or their family's distinction. Women and men will adorn their hair with fur wraps, woolen wraps, feathers, fluffs, and beadwork for war dancing and ceremonies. Um, Fast forward, fast forward. Um... Shoot, there was a section I kind of wanted to read. Oh, yeah. When we cut our hair, it represents the end of something that once was and a new beginning. When we do have to cut our hair, it is never to be thrown away, but rather burned with sage or sweet grass in a ceremonial way. When our hair is buried, all of our thoughts, prayers, dreams, aspirations, experiences, and history will rise to the creator to be properly taken care of. So it goes on and on, but I think it's just, it's something that I feel like needs to be said, especially within black communities. I'm thinking just kind of in terms of like my family as well. And, you know, I never really know how to explain all of that as a child. I just knew that it was a part of my cultural identity. And when we did cut it, it was never necessarily a positive thing. So, but yeah, so for all of those who wanted to touch my hair, don't understand why it was so long. That is why. (laughs) But, you know. So yeah. in the long run, you know, don't touch my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to, to reiterate, in case yes. anyone missed the message, <laughs> yes. no, it is not very, to be touched. Very important. Yeah, it was like, yeah. 
obviously it's like we don't have black hair but we don't have native hair you know Mm -hmm. either and although some people would probably disagree like what is black hair what is native hair you know what i mean if you really want to get critical yep but yeah i guess yeah it's it was our journeys i think there's a lot of positivity but there's i feel like sometimes there's can be some negativity associated with just not fitting in either you know and having hair like your peers or hair like your family or hair you know yeah. we do have beautiful 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 hair but i think growing up it becomes one part of our cultural identity and trying to figure out who we are and kind of where we fit in just to be to be where we are now and realizing like you fit in just fine you know? yeah <laughs> but do you mind yeah. talking about uh you straightening your hair oh and yeah like... i did do that I mean, I do it now, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> However, just like the journey of, of that with it, yeah, you know, well, when I was growing up, I just felt like when I would go to powwows and I went to powwows very frequently, I just felt like as I got older and I knew how to straighten my hair, I felt like I was like, okay, for me to fit in and not stand out so much or to be seen as that black girl at the powwow, mm-hmm. I always would straighten my hair. So that way I could could kind of fit in but to like now i'm like i don't care if i want to wear a head wrap yeah. head wrap head wrap to the party or to the party head wrap to the powwow or braids to the function like that's completely okay but back then yeah i definitely would feel like i had to fit in some sort of way um depending on who i was around and how i did my hair yeah what kind of led to the change in the mentality or the approach that you have where you're like you know what i'm just gonna come as i as i please wisdom just kidding yeah that, that too that mean very you much like but lived it's just ass like, experience <laughs> as i got older i was just like who i just i think just in all aspects of my life i'm like there is no reason to try to prove to prove anything i'm like yeah. i'm beautiful the way i am and i think once i sustain that self-confidence and being able to be to confidently express who i am both sides and that hey this is just me i didn't feel like i had to be anything I don't want to say that I wasn't because I am native, but I just didn't want to be put into a certain box. There are plenty of biracial, multiracial people out there that are beautiful who are Mm -hmm. battling those same demons that I once did. And it's not necessary. And so once I decided to like, hey, like this is me, you know, and there's people out there that see beauty and just who I am for the way I am. I don't feel like I have to be anything or try to portray anything that I'm not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, in the long run, I'm not full native. I don't have the hair that you hair. I'm not full black. I don't have the hair that you have. All I am is me, and I feel be- I find beauty in me, no matter what criticisms I may face. You know, this is me, and I think also that's the other part is like I feel like a lot of people will say, well, like even let's say it's with black people, like oh, you have great hair, you know, and it's like it's almost something that's supposed to come off as bullying in a sense because. Mm. They never had the same texture as hair as I did. So I'm like, how am I supposed to feel? Like, I'm trying, like, thank you for the compliment, but I know it's not coming from a good Uh place, you know? And to where it's like, after you just let all of that go and realize that the way people may say things, the way people may react, the way people may view you, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them, you know? And so... Once I understood that, I was just like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to embrace who I am because there's nobody like me and I'm happy with me in the skin I'm in. So (laughs) So that's kind of how I kind of changed. I live. It's weird having long hair again now um, because I'm having to reconfront some of these traditional aspects. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, I was raised by two Native American families 
and I don't really have a connection with my biological father and my black side. Uh, and so I didn't really grow up with hair traditions on that side. However, in my native traditions and looking back to, I mentioned my great grandmother at the beginning of this episode. Um, I remember her collecting her hair, you know, and how mm-hmm. our hair is sacred uh, and you don't want your hair lying about. It has a lot of different cultural ties that don't even apply to this life. You know, it can apply to the afterlife uh, and how you're able to go into your journey based on how your hair is taken care of here mm-hmm. in this present realm. Um, whether, yeah, like you said, um, going into ceremony with it uh, and burning it, burying it, um, putting it with other medicines and really uh, releasing it. Because that's what mm-hmm. I did before in my first hand. I, I collected all my hair because I was like, well, my great grandma collects all her hair. I'm going to do it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I remember I just had bags full of my hair. And then I had to have like this whole ceremony to burn my hair and to release it. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm growing my hair out again, you know, now now I'm, I've tipped the scales. I, I no longer have short hair and now I have short, long hair, you know, so mm-hmm. like it, I, I now have to operate as a person who has long hair. And so then it's coming back into question like, OK, am I going to collect all my hair again and process it through in this exact same way? Um and then I don't know, it gets weird because then I'm like, well, am I letting go of a, of a traditional teaching by not doing this? Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's just like this weird, weird thing, you know, like I, I, you wouldn't think hair itself and how you save it, how you collect it and how you dispose of it is a big deal. Uh, yet it does plague me when I, you know, I brush my, I do my finger detangling and mm-hmm. then I make my ball of like the stray hairs that come up and then I have to decide like, okay, am I, am I going to process this hair in the way that my great grandma did? Or do I have to get on this zoom call and I need to hurry yeah. up, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, and so then it gets strange. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is so powerful within our community, people growing out their hair. And, you know, you mentioned again, it's great change that often directs people to cut their hair. Most times that happens to be mourning. We lose somebody that's very close to us in our family or in our our circle. And that's Mm -hmm. where you'll see a large chunk of hair coming off, if not the majority of it. Um, And beyond that, you know, we sustain our hair. We, we take care of it, it and it plays into not only the day to day yet. Yeah. How they are, how you mentioned in that Facebook post, uh, coming into ceremonial or traditional celebratory things, you know, mm-hmm. we get to dress it up and we play with it and we even tie things and fasten it to it, sacred items. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it holds a lot of importance and it holds a lot of memory, you know, because yeah. the hair that we have, it has been through the same thing that we've been, you know, in the time that I've had these, this 18, 19 months of growth, you know, this is, This signifies, as I'm pulling on my hair for everyone who can't see, (laughs) it signifies, you know, my last year and a half. You know, I'm carrying that wisdom that I've lived through on me. You know, it's grown with me. So it makes sense in its power. Uh, And it's strange coming into contact with that in a contemporary setting where it's just like, well, you know, now I have all these different lenses. Uh, And so which one do I go with? And uh how do I express it? I don't know. It's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hair is definitely 
a part of our our identity. I love long hair. Like I yeah. love long hair, especially yeah. on a man. Like oh, <laughs> a yeah? long, thick, shiny, well kept braid. Like, Come on. Oh, like a <laughs> big solid one down yeah, the back. Like a, it was real <laughs> traditional, real sacred braid. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a boa but, uh, constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I always love long hair. And like but there's no hate towards any, you know, native who feel like they want to rock the short hair either, yeah. you know, no discrimination but natives definitely have a connection with our hair but um but yeah i was looking at the posts again one of the last last paragraphs was with our hair embodying embodying so much of who we are boundaries are important touching someone's hair without permission is disrespectful to the native community some even find that asking permission is a form of disrespect especially with children and elders this is not something to take personal it is our way of protecting ourselves from the energy of someone we know nothing about mm-hmm. i'm like that sound that's per like that's per like I, that's something i couldn't translate as a child but it's like i just felt that within me like no you can't touch my hair yeah but but yeah hair's hair's I don't know it's it's be- it's so there's so much beauty in it and even with like gray hair like there's just that you know that shows so much wisdom you know that yeah. shows so much life and i don't know oh hair yeah <laughs> well thank you for putting that it's sentence a, in there yeah that last little part because it's so true because I, I that that was one of the teachings it's like you know collect your hair so that others can't use your hair against you even mm-hmm. um which oh gosh and i'm a shedder so i probably should not put that on air but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with let me just yeah, put it that way exactly but, but that's like, the thing it's like we live this we live this yeah. life you know mm-hmm. um and we can't always put the same attention into things that you know people could before um yeah. or maybe we just need to carve that space out who knows you know this mm-hmm. is our conversation this is our thing to figure out yeah, yeah, it is crazy how impactful or how powerful the whole conversation itself is. And then you have to kind of figure out where do I fit in this whole world mm-hmm. of things? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for but mentioning. Like gra- to- oh, good. Oh, no, I'm just thinking because like when you were saying disposing of hair, like my grandma, she used to keep everybody's hair. Like when she passed, we were cleaning out her hair, her house, and she had like just bags and bags of hair, but it was wow. all from the families. And I'm like, it looks kind of gross and creepy. Yeah, yeah, it does. It <laughs> does. Know? That's the thing. Did, you know? so, <laughs> it looks horrible. Yeah. And so we had to, you know, burn it as well. And, you know, I completely understand. At first, I didn't, I wasn't sure. Like, why are you holding on this to this? Why are you keeping this? But, um, like my mom, I think has a few of our braids too, but she doesn't dispose of it unless she burns it. Mm-hmm. So let's say she, we did have to cut it and she didn't have time that day to go start a fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just holds on to it until we get that chance to burn it. You know, and that's kind of how we release and stuff. My uncle would always say, he'd always say, when, when one of us passes, we used to have to cut our thumbs off. I don't know mm. if that's like a real thing or if he was just messing with us. <laughs> But Uncles. I'm sure Never it believe was, an like, uncle. Way, 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 way back in the day. But he was like, "Yeah, you have to take off your thumb." And I'm like, "Oh, geez, I'm glad that tradition's over." <laughs> right. I got too many beadwork orders. Exactly. <laughs> I can't afford to lose my thumb. <laughs> How oh, else man. am I going to text my friends? Hey. Yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine. And now I feel all guilty with this conversation. I'm like, I'm going to have to go dig my hairballs out of the garbage. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's my sister collects her, like, every strand that falls, my sister collects it. She's like, Michaela, oh, you so do good. that? I'm like, girl, I can't keep track of how much hair that I lose, but whatever I see, I'll pick up. But, like, I'm oh, like, one time in those real other tribal communities, I don't know, you know, I don't know yeah. their streets. I'm going to go ahead and pick up my hair. But, like, if I'm just out here, like, in my house or something, or, like, it's not a big deal, but... This is really eye-opening. I definitely, like, when I go to other reses, I definitely watch my hair. It's not something I'll just throw on the ground. Like, sometimes I'm like, all right, whatever. I lost, lose so much hair. Or, you know, there's a strand. But, like, when I get on other people's, like, tribe or other people's reservations, no, ma'am, I'm taking everything I brought with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't take no chances. Which, yeah, th- yeah, that's the teachings of, like, my, my great-grandparents. I mean, you know, it's like, you got to watch what, what's out there, what you yeah, <laughs> what you, you leave behind. Or, and, yes. and it's funny, too, even just uh, the surrounding tribes. It's like, yes, we, we get along in our different ways, and then also we don't trust you. Yeah, uh, trust <laughs> issues. Um, well, you know, also history had a lot to play in that. Um, which, exactly. I was going to say, that's the, that's the episode title of I was going to say. Trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Natives Americans in... America, episode one. This is titled Trust Issues. Like, legit. Yeah. Our whole experience in this country. Yeah. Trust issues. Yeah. But anyway, that's another episode. For sure. <laughs> Which well, I, we are bound to have. <laughs> For uh, any any young uh, person out there that, you know, in some time, it doesn't even have to be a young person. Uh, young person to me is uh, any person. I was going to say younger than me, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. As young as we want to be. Sorry, I couldn't come up with with anything quippy or intelligent right there. Uh, Moral is, uh, (laughs) I know. What are are the things that you do to take care of your hair? And or like, what are the things that you wish you would have known back, back in the cut? to help you uh, well i was doing kind of the same thing you were doing i would wash my hair almost every day i'd put a bunch of that la gel or la works gel. <laughs> <laughs> terrible gel has, has nothing it's good pretty colors though hair, and a lot of bubbles works. it works don't scratch your head because your head would shed like white flakes white. Yes. <laughs> we might have aged ourselves with that la works gel but but yeah i used to wash my hair like almost every day i'd always put hairspray and gel in it all these products with alcohol in it to damage my hair Ooh, okay. um, and that was definitely more middle school high school area era and then once i found the black section that was so hard to find in these idaho stores <laughs> <laughs> i was like huh yeah. <laughs> well no well like when i was a kid like my mom used pink oil in my hair so she oh. that was kind of the first stepping stone and then once um but I never really had anybody or I guess felt comfortable with asking someone else. Like I knew I needed black products in my hair. I just didn't yeah. know who to ask. I didn't know what to ask. Like then there's those identity issues again to where you don't want to come off as less black or less native or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would just use whatever my cousins, native cousins were using, which yeah. was not good for my hair. It was not for my texture style of hair. It did not make my hair look as great as it could be because it wasn't for curls it wasn't for you know that kind of natural look of curls but um fast forward to now i use like coconut oil from my scalp 
Um, I definitely always have to prep my hair for all of those, all of you who think natural hair is just naturally curly and luscious. That is not the case. (laughs) The last thing it is, is a natural look. And so I do the coconut oil. I do braid my hair up. I do put leave-in conditioner. Um, I still use pink oil definitely from time to time. Um, and I use like the eco gel so that has no alcohol in it. Um, and yeah, I don't. I definitely don't wash my hair every single day. I'll probably wash my hair maybe once, twice a week. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my the basics of my routine. Definitely wear a bonnet, or if you don't have a bonnet, silk pillow works wonders. I don't feel like that's just necessarily for the black race either. I feel like that is no. beneficial for all hair types, so that yeah. way you don't have much breakage. Um, but yeah, I did not know how to kind of care for my hair when I was younger. But now that I'm older and, you know, and I try different products until one sticks. So, like, even Walgreens is a great place to go. Target especially is a great place to go. Mm. They have specific hair hair conditioners and moisturizers that are for mixed mixed people. So, like, which one? There's one that I love. It's a little spendy. It's like $14 to $17 depending on where you get it. But I think it's called, um, what is it called? I'm like... As I am, Cantu, no. Shea Moisture. I do use Cantu. Uh, Cantu is really good. I'm trying to think, um, go to the other ones at Target. I'm just going through the Target shelves. I love Target because Target is getting so much better at spotlighting <laughs> everything. Like they have Black History Month, boom. As soon as you walk in, they got all these like cookbooks and t-shirts and like they're going off. And then they have like LGBTQ. LGBTQ. <laughs> Trust confused. every time. Trust. <laughs> Not confused. It's like I'm yeah. trying to remember all of the letters. But Tongue anyway, twisters. They have a, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> Save me, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That is not coming out in editing either. No, I'm playing. I'm I'm just joking. I I swear, I swear, I was rolling and I was getting happy and then I like just fell off. But um, it's always at the worst time too. You're like, please, I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I I swear, I was just being human. I slipped up. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Do not take that um, right wrong. LGBTQ is what I meant to say. I promise yep. I knew it. IA <laughs> plus two spirit, you know, yes, yes, all yes, of yes, it. Yes. Anyway, and then like, so like, go back to, we're going back to Target. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. I was like, which aisle were we in again? I forgot. Yes, thank you. Yes, for Pride, like they're on top of it. And like, they have like the black people commercials. So I'm a pro advocate for Target. Anyway, but for the <laughs> hair products, they usually have a lot of good um, products. The one I like to use is Multicultural Curls. Okay. And it is pretty, it's by Miss Jessie's. It's like $16. And with how much hair I have, I go through it very fast. So I don't yeah. always get it if I'm like, hey, if I feel like, you know, if I got my rich white women, I'll take it on. I'm going to buy me a bottle. You're Joanne like, the Scammer. <laughs> if I'm feeling a little, you know, then I'll get get a couple bottles. But like, that works wonders. So I'll usually put that in my hair and braid it up. The next day, all I got to do is spray, spray, or put a little bit of shine in it, and it looks amazing. Um, but yeah, Target is definitely a great spot to go. Okay. Kellen, you're just sitting there judging me. I'm not <laughs> judging. I'm sitting here so entertained. I'm having so much fun. I'm re-questioning this whole podcast with you right now. Whatever. Because you that correctly. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the best. This is the magic here. Oh, gosh. Sometimes I get tongue twisted. It's the best. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's a good place to go for anybody who is trying to get some good product to target. Okay. Come up. And how'd you come, how'd you come about this evolution? Is it just know, like just over time, I basically? Probably in college. I probably, when I really took control of yeah. finding different options because I mean you get older you want to look prettier and look nicer yeah. you got places to be people to see people to yeah. meet so I'm like I want to get my hair game fleeky I don't know that's great that's one thing though I think as anybody has if you really know me I'm like self-conscious about my hair like I really uh-huh. hate when my uh-huh. hair is out of place although obviously we're sitting here and my hair looks like trash but <laughs> like I really, this is just like, for us public, though yeah when I'm in public like y'all don't see us when yeah. we record yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Kelly's hair always looks better than mine but um it's like I hate when everybody knows like I will spend all my time on my hair like that I need to before I leave the house like I don't like when a hair is at a place I don't like when my buns unsymmetrical I don't mm. like it. I just I don't know that's the way I kind of always have been yeah so I'm like man I wish and like if it was up to me, well it is up to me but my head shape does not look cute like I would totally shave my head so that way I don't really have to do it like I would go get a shape up Words crazy no, rock yeah, a, like a lena waist shape I would if I I couldn't pull it off honestly like it's not a desired hair type but Got just it. in terms of me with how self conscious I can be about my <laughs> hair I wish I could pull that off you know what I really have always liked is locks I've always uh, loved yeah. locks and I know I probably couldn't pull that off but that's that's like my dream hairstyle like I wish okay. I could wear like nice neat locks I okay. Like, like my aunt was on my Instagram. She was scrolling on my Instagram. She's like, why do you follow all these dreadlocks places? And I'm like, I think they're so amazing. Yeah. Like if I could pull it off, I would. How about so faux locks? Have you considered it? What is it? Faux, faux locks? locks? Yeah. You're you know, break that one down. To me. Basically like uh, where it'd be like your box braids, your twist, and then they add a uh, hair on the outside. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. Why don't you just say weave? Like, <laughs> well, because well, it's, it's, I mean, it's your, it's, it's like, it's individual on each one yeah, so yeah, that, you yeah. know, you have like the lock look. Yeah, yeah, like the fullness. Yeah. I think that would be where I'd be at. But I don't know. I would, I don't, I wouldn't mind trying it in my lifetime because you can yeah. undo locks yeah. too. If you do them correctly, you can undo them. It's not like you have to shave your head off. But I don't know. So one of these days I'll get gutsy. Yeah. Might need a drink or two, but I live. Well, yeah, that's one thing that's on my list are faux locks uh, and like box braids. I want twists really bad. Uh, so I'm excited to get back into like a major metropolitan area where people know how to take care of my hair and can put it in these styles. Uh, Cause yeah, I want to rock it. Thing is upkeep. Yeah. You gotta yeah. Be in the right place to keep it upkeep up, to keep it well kept. Yeah. Out there, especially on the West coast, it's not eat. Well, Idaho is not, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to, you have to kind of travel a ways. To just do a little bit of little. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Like sorry, I I only laughed because I was going I to add. I know. I'm sorry. That's like I was trying part. to hold that one back. <laughs> um, no, I That's I only why, like when I'm talking and I'm rambling. <laughs> Kellen did not give me a great face, so I'm like, let me just keep talking. Let me just keep rambling until Never. I get. Because he's a face. He's a face person. I am when a you face person. With him, 
and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm saying it. And then when he, when he makes the slightest face, he did that to me. And I don't even, I, he probably doesn't remember where he did it. I was talking and I was like, oh, I must have said something wrong. Never. <laughs> oh, Never. Gosh. Yo, uh, my face will tell all of my thoughts. It does, but I love it. it yeah, I mean, all of my ba- thoughts. You have more good thoughts than bad thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're like, Michaela, you're talking sideways outside of your neck. You need to stop talking. It shows. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let me wrap it up. <laughs> Never. I was actually giggling to myself because you were like, oh, yeah, you can't find people over on the West Coast, over in Idaho. And I was about to be like, well, I think Rachel Dolezal does hair. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was like, Kevin, right don't even. Do it. <laughs> so that's actually where I went right there, and that's why I stopped myself. I was like, "Shut up, Kelly." <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, we don't like to. We don't. We don't. Yeah, her. exactly. I was like, "That's probably the one time I'll throw it down." Um, and if, if if I do throw it down again, I'll use her her repatriated or her rematriated her African name. <laughs> Oh, Which I don't know if you know that that's a thing. I don't. Uh, yeah, it happened a few years ago. Anyways, enough of that. Uh, getting into my locks jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm right in there with you. Uh, just be getting a, like a new system in, making sure that my stuff is always moisturized, uh, working through my scalp, working through my curls. Luckily, my hair type works well enough so that I can uh, detangle with my fingers, so I don't have to take a comb to it often. I'll mm-hmm. wash my hair basically once a week. Uh, like I'll do my full wash day on my wash day. I also put a, a mask in my hair, so I'll let it sit for 20 minutes. Then I'll rinse it back out just to help deep condition it even more. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in uh, my leave-in conditioners. I have like a smoothie mix. That's also another moisturizer I'll throw in there. Uh, and then my different oils, um, which I buy. That's the other thing is buying black, um, which has helped a lot. And mm-hmm. uh YouTube helped me in that. Instagram helped me in that. Because again, I didn't have all of this education and access. I didn't really have people in my life to talk to. And now I have friends as an adult. Yet, you know, YouTube University, like you called it. Yes. Uh, I was just like, well, I want to grow my hair out. What are the best ways to take care of one's hair? What are the best ways to promote growth? Uh, And so, yeah, I spent weeks just watching a bunch of videos and then just hopping on. And then, you know, once you do one thing, Siri gets in the mix and she's like, hey, here's some of this. Hey, here's this product. Here's this. You know, you know, yeah. Oh, check out this account. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, my bad. I guess I'll look. How did you know? Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're making purchases. Yeah. (laughs) And then my whole life is now set up where I'm like, okay, now I have like my basket full of natural hair care products as well as like my different scarves and wraps that I put uh, for like my protection uh, yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, it's a it's been a fun journey, and uh, at the exact same time too, I just always want to like encourage people uh, to stay up and you know basically what you're saying, like not feel as though you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. um, because you know that just plays out in so many wicked ways and. It makes me cringe the way that I allowed my hair to control me for so many years. Yes. Um, and, you know, throughout that time, it wasn't all burdensome. You know, everything that we're talking about in this podcast, in this podcast itself, it's not all burdensome all the time. There's plenty mm. of celebration in it. There's plenty of lightness and jovial attitude towards it. You know, I loved my hair. I loved getting to express it in all these different ways. Again, I was one of the few brown people at my high school 
So, you know, I was rocking like the Omarion braids, the little Bow Wow braids back when that was the thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you've got those or like the half back braid and then the rest would be box braids in the back. So it would hang, you know, like I had all the different fun expressions of hair and like my for me, like, you know, my BET 106 in Park days uh, where I was just like doing all the crazy styles that I saw on TV, you know, so it felt great in that way to like, yeah, I get to express myself in these ways. So, you know, it's not always been a burden yet at the exact same time. It's like, okay, camping trips, you know, I go Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I hop in the creek, I hop in the river, I hop in the lake. And then for the rest of the day, I look wild, you know, and I don't have the products there with me. Whereas now I go to the lake and I'm like, uh, tomorrow's my wash day. So I'll jump in. Yeah, or just don't get your head. Um, head oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, are or, we going anywhere after this? Because I need to yeah, make sure. Yeah, because then I'll bring my products. You know, <laughs> yes. I'll bring my lotion. I'll bring my, uh, at least a, a leave-in conditioner, maybe an oil. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, there, there's a different level of preparation that has to go into it. Because, yeah, um, as much as we want to just follow the natural flow of, yeah, this is something that we yeah. do as Native people. We go in and we take advantage of our lands in, in this way. Um sweat even you know it's like exactly you know like i i guess i can go and do it yet coming out i'm gonna have a different reaction i'm gonna have a different um state of being and so it's like you have to take care of it you know Mm -hmm. uh so it's just another layer to to take into consideration um anyways all of that to say you know again just encouraging people um in your journey and you know we all have different hair types we all have different hair expressions Mm-hmm. Uh, yet I'm just going to leave it. Okay. I, I, I was going to, I was, <laughs> like was going to, th- I was going to throw a little Kellen on it. Okay. <laughs> I was. And then, and then I thought, you know what, Kellen, you don't have to solve everything. So let it go. And that's what I'm doing. Elsa on okay. it. Okay. Okay. This, this People are like, uh, you still didn't make your point. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, my sister, her hair is different from my hair. Like, my hair used to be super curly. Now it's, like, wavy curly. I don't know. And then, like, my sister's, hers is, like, hers is wavy, but not that wavy. Like, her hair reminds me of, like, maybe Polynesian hair. Is it super thick too? Her hair is thick, like literally the size of my wrist. Like her hair, and like I'm jealous of, not jealous, but her hair is so gorgeous. And it's hard for her because it's so heavy. So she really just does kind of the same hairstyles. I'm like, oh, you look really cute when you put your hair up in a messy bun or wear a high bun. She's like, Michaela, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, man, I'm like, her hair is probably three times, two to three times thicker than my hair. But then also, I think by me, you know, straightening it as much as I do and getting it done as much as I do, it's definitely gotten not my hair used to be really thick and it's not that thick anymore. So it definitely matters how you take care of your hair. Chloe has not touched her hair, so which is great. (laughs) She hasn't like dyed it. I mean, she's straightened it here and there, but like she never has like put chemical, like bad chemicals in her hair. So that's why it's so thick and beautiful and luscious. When she wears it down, it's gorgeous. It's just heavy. Oh yeah, I bet. It sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen In Our Mother's Gardens on Netflix? I did. I yes. just watched it the other How are day. we so in tune? We both good. we watched High on the Hog know, together. Good. Well, you yeah, watched it twice. I only saw it once. I did watch it t- twice. And now good. we've both seen uh, In Our Mother's Gardens. That's yes, what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she talked about hair. I remember her even saying like her her relative or her ancestor telling her 
uh, like, uh, the more you touch your hair, like, it'll leave you when you're gone or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. leave your hair alone or it'll... Oh, was it the one from um, Louisiana? I think yeah. Louisiana, Louisiana West. And, yeah, yeah. She was funny. She, she was, was funny. dope. Yeah, I liked I her. I on Netflix and watch that because that's it's and it's cute because I'm like, man, I'm literally sitting there thinking, I'm like, what if we did this with like native Thank elders? You know, so how much that would be like, I mean, yes. that was amazing. Yes. You know, now imagine if we also did one for like, I always look at things and I'm like, what if we had an indigenous version? What if we had a native version? Yep. Like so much storytelling would come out of that. So much history, so much roots would, yep. it would be great. I mean, like I said, it was amazing. And I loved all the black stories that accumulated. Yep. Because and black the intergenerational is so rich healing, as well. yes, yeah. yeah, the healing for me. Oh man, I did not bring my. No- I was so unprepared, but one of the um, because mental health was something that was very, very important yeah. to the show as well. It was like three. And one of the yeah. last questions was like, "How do you sustain like this radical mental health or something?" Yes, and all of them had amazing, amazing answers. Um, yeah, one of them said, folks want you to care for yourself only to the extent that it doesn't inconvenience them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, run that back. Yep. And it's like, man, it's like, oh, I don't know. It was a really good show. Just yeah. period. Just period. I can't really sum it up. I can't really give you the whole vibe of it. But everybody go out and watch that. Because that was, it, was, it was something that I feel like was needed. We just didn't know we needed it. (laughs) Just didn't (laughs) know know? we needed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's needed on so many fronts because it covers like contemporary conversations. And then again, the intergenerational healing, it goes back to the mother's generation, the grandmother's generation, and even prior possibly, you know, it describes why we function the way we function. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In such an awesome way. That generational, generational trauma and how one generation processed it, the next generation, the next generation. And one of them was like, what I realized was my mother was just doing the best she can. Yep. She was really just trying to survive, basically yeah. provide for her children. And that was the world we lived in, you yeah. know, and that was not that long ago. That was just a couple of decades ago to where we literally were just trying to survive. We were literally just trying to do what was best for our family. Yeah. You know, that's all we could do, yeah. you know. And they kind of go through each generation and their their history and their cultural, like how they culturally grasped where they came from. And it was just it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I low key probably will go back and watch it again because there was so much depth to it yeah. that I didn't get to touch on. I want to as, as well. I wanted to. A second time will work. And even for High on the Hog, I'm so impressed that you watched it twice because I want to see it again. Your girl likes food, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I wish there was an eating component. I'm like, can we sample this? Exactly. Food and travel shows are the best. And I think, I mean, that's something that I always watch is food and travel shows. Like, I can easily, like, I watch them all. I like Ugly Delicious. I like... Anthony um, Bourdain, Bourdain. Like Gordon Ramsay. I like I like all the cooking shows. Oh, there's one. I can't think of it. Gosh, I am just slipping today. Don't put me in a home to my future kids. But like, <laughs> one of them is really good. And she goes to like native communities. Oh, I forget her name. Anyway, behind oh. the hog, that's what we were talking about. Um, with that show, it's a cooking show, but it's not your ordinary cooking show. Not because it all. goes through black history and why we eat the foods that we eat, why we, um, where they stemmed from. So like it starts in Africa. I think it's a four part series. So it yes. starts like in Africa and you get to see, 
you know, the Benin and Togo people, which actually that was on my ancestry. So I like, I really kind of took to that one. Cause I'm like, Hey, oh, this might be my peeps. Like, yeah. So it starts in Africa and then it goes to like, and I'm probably missing some steps, but it does like barbecue it does down South. It does where slavery defi- or derived from and why slaves cooked the way they cooked and why, or how they cooked for, you know, um, their white families. It goes down to cowboys and the sustaining mm-hmm. of cowboys. I think we kind of touched on our on our past episodes and how cowboys ate. And it's very it's it's a good history lesson. And if you love food, then that's obviously a bonus as well. But very yeah. good show. Yeah, and, and they so- just released one on another one on not another high on the hawk. Um, another show. What is it called? Go ahead. I'm gonna find it. Okay. Well, no, it just makes me wonder how we can secure funding for things like this. So to make our own in our mother's gardens and to make our own high on the hog, you know, where we can really, again, just like you're saying, put it in our lens and focus in on our community, on our elders, on our food ways, on our pathways, Uh, because it's so cool. All the information that comes out in the research and then just in the stories that people share on the shows. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I feel you on that when you said that, because I'm like, that's what I think the entire time when I watch these shows. I'm like, dang, like, how can I get this for my family or how can I get this for my people? Mm-hmm. Uh, because just imagine, you know, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. All the rest. Yeah. Another one that was released, it was called, it's called We the People. So I think it's like more of a cartoon. I haven't checked it out yet. Okay. It's on Netflix, but it's basically just talking about, I think, the establishment of where we are in today's society a um, little bit of activism so I'm gonna watch that one so I'll have to let okay. you know how that is next week but um, it's probably good for the kids to watch too it's like this is the stuff we need you know we don't yeah. need stuff that highlight our traumas and slavery and, oh, no. you know um, um, just all the traumas affiliated with both black and native peoples we need something that actually is current and how we can connect the two in some sort of way so that way we're not only teaching the people who actually need to know in terms who are you know are racist or are you know what I mean are prejudiced yeah. or whatever but it's like it needs to also inform us in a sense to where like us as a people if they are these black and brown directors and you know storytellers and being able to connect our past with our present combining it and putting out putting it out on film or within the media and it's appealing to us like we need more of that yeah. and so there's a lot of gems that are being dropped that I'm very very proud to be able to witness so heck yeah hopefully it gets around yeah but and on if that you, note <laughs> i know i was like and if you don't have a netflix account hit up your friends hit up your homies hit up uh your family member get that login watch high on the hog watch in our mother's yeah. gardens and uh and all the other things and hopefully watch some of our future netflix uh productions uh, yes. You know, maybe you'll see our names tied to some of these. And uh, if you are Hopefully. out there working on something and you want some extra consultants and or just some amazing personalities to help grace Be your, available. you know, hit us up. Right. Info at quantum theory pod dot com. And you let us know because uh, we're down, uh, especially if it has a cooking angle and you need a food taster. Michaela's there. 
oh word you yeah know, i was just talking to my sister about this because my my like my dad's side of the family they're all cooks like they're all cooks ah, for okay. you know how to cook my they they think i don't know how to cook but i know how to throw down when i want to i just prefer to eat yep. so like <laughs> it's like why am i gonna sit here and cook for a whole family of cooks when i can eat y'all's food yeah. you know what i mean so low-key i think my family my dad he's like okay i know how you can i know you know how to cook but i'm like i swear i do i just prefer not to especially if you guys are here to cook for me and so like my grandma was cooking and like my family always calls me Michaela come try this and so like I'm always like the taster of the family I live. so I am a great taster for any of those out there who need a taster me yes. and all you girls got those 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 honorable taste buds come on <laughs> practiced seasoned oh. they're they're ready to go I want my own food show so bad I'm like that like I don't have a dream job because I'm like I'm so focused on creating my own career and my own opportunity but like yeah. one thing I would drop it all for is just to become a food a foodie who just travels the world and eats that's one that is my dream my yes. dream job well, i would drop all this if i could do that. <laughs> you're eat like deuces everybody and it's i gotta go I, po- yep, I post my food on instagram all the time every restaurant i go to whatever and i remember at one, i must have been traveling and you know when i'm traveling because all my money goes towards food like that's literally all my money goes yes. to when i travel and so like I was taking a ton of pictures of like the foods, the restaurants we were going to. Finally, someone goes, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> if only. I love to eat. Your girl likes to eat. Don't let my body type fool you. I like to eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> the food will be consumed in yes. whole. <laughs> yes. Well, Gosh. at least you threw it out or not. At least I'm so glad that you, threw, you threw it, it out. out. I'm glad that it's thrown out into the universe. You know, it's out there. People know. The world knows. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what can come of this. We need a show. Oh, yeah. We need our own Netflix special. Let's speak that into existence. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that. Anyway, you guys are probably tired of us talking. Today was was a good laid back show. Our whole topic was more of our like secondary, like, well, you know, let's go ahead and talk about some hair. Yeah. (laughs) And we We got it in. We got it in place today. We did. Yeah. We we got it in. Again, too, you know, to our credit, these are continuing conversations. You know, we're just uh, a, a speck in our own timelines. And uh, I'm glad that we had this moment to to share where we are today and, uh, you know, to continue pushing forward with you all as we go. Yes, please feel free to flood our DMs with any topics, ideas, comments, suggestions. We are more than happy to touch on anything that you guys would like to hear. Whether we agree or disagree, you will know quickly. So go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and throw out, you know, engage with us. Talk to us a little bit. One of these days we need to open up some phone lines somehow and get people to tap in. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can also say, too, we have our, our uh, email, info at quantumtheorypod.com. We do uh, So, yeah, if you want to throw a question to our email at info, our info at quantumtheorypod.com, uh, definitely do so. Maybe we could check out one of these questions live in our discussion. Yeah, we might have to do a live a live Zoom, see who taps oh, in. We ooh, could do that. Yeah, Maybe, we uh, did. Okay, we do have that capability. That <laughs> I'm just calling in from different, different lines. I'll just shoot you the five voices. questions that I have prepared that way we at least yeah. have something. No, I'm playing. 
is. I'll sign in as a separate account as like Michael something. I'll be like, oh, Michael asks. John Doe. Right. Doe. Uh, I All live. All these Mimi Putin's names coming right. through. Like, we didn't have a word today. Uh, How do we say hair? Is that hair? Hukuk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hukuh, which almost sounds like a war hoop if you do it right. Hukuh. Yeah, I did go. it right. I did it bad. Yeah, see, I'm mad that I did it. For the rest of my life, if dang I it, now it's on wax. <laughs> now everybody has it. They can be like, dang, Kellen, we heard your war hoop, hukuh. It was horrible. <laughs> you put into a YouTube song meme. Okay. <laughs> hukuh. Hukuh. There you go. There you go. There you go. Get it out. I got Get it. it out. Uh, Get it out. Commitment. It, has, it comes down to commitment. Just like just like your blowhorn, you know, it comes down to commitment. <laughs> you either you do it or you don't. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you have access to a Nespers dictionary, check it out on page one seventy eight. The word hukuk, um, hair cop. of head. I haven't been gifted with one yet, <coughs> so if anybody wants to throw one my way, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> it just feels so taunting every time I get on Facebook. Congratulations, so and so. Here's a Nespers dictionary. I've been I've been waiting 27 years to get a Nespers oh, dictionary. No. <laughs> I'm gonna ha- I'll have to go out and buy one soon so I yep. can keep up with you. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, hukuh. Our, our right. word. <laughs> Boom. We'll we did it all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank the you. Longest closing we've had. <laughs> Hopefully, you, we still have listeners out there. <laughs> Hopefully we don't fall off. Anyway, you can catch us at quantumtheorypod.com, IG at quantumtheorypod, Facebook, Quantum Theory. Until next time. Oh, wait. I have an ending that we play. All right, whatever. They're going to hear it twice. (laughs) Y'all are welcome. Cut that out. Cut that out. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our black native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotzkiyapihechnu. See you next time.